Wow, you all are a great choir this morning. Thank you. Whew. I just found myself stopping and listening to you all, and uh, yeah, uh, it's good to hear you sing in this way. It's good to be in worship. Um, the weather forecast in the other two services was this. Um, there's no dry places in Kansas. Yeah, there's no drought in Kansas anywhere. Wow, it's awesome, isn't it? Well, this morning we begin a new series. Um, and the title today, if you have an outline, get it out, follow along, Rest in a Nonstop World. We live in a culture that's nonstop. How many of you in the past week have just sat uh, for like 15 minutes or 30 minutes just wondering what you're going to do next? Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. We're all on it, aren't we? The treadmill's running pretty fast. Wow. Um, are we enslaved by the things we do? Or is it possible to experience rest in the middle of it all? Over the next few weeks, four weeks, we're going to look at that. Today it's about personal. How do I do rest? How do I take a Sabbath rest personally? And then we have weeks it's going to be about community, about worship, rest, and, um, so, and creation is rest. So that's where we're headed. I pray you can come and be in all these. I think there's some great, there'll be great things for us to learn, especially as we head into June when all the pace slows down for all of us. Right. That's kind of what I, that's the same response we had last service. Yeah. We're all heading into summer. June kind of marks that spot, doesn't it? So as we head into these into the summer season, how can we really take and be aware of our own human need for times of rest, just pulling clear out? Um, that would be our prayer for all of us. And um, so I think God has created rest in order for us to experience real life. I think God has created rest so that we can experience real life. Some questions that we might ask ourselves um, as we start this series is, how do we rest, really rest in a nonstop world? And so a question from just last weekend, it's the first holiday of the season. How many of you came back home and went to bed and on Monday evening more rested than you left on Friday evening? Yeah, same response. We're going flat out, aren't we, folks? Uh, and this morning, I'm not here to, we're not here to beat up on anybody. We're here to go back to God's intent for human flourishing. That's where we're headed. And I think there's a word for all of us. I hope there is for you. If it's not, it might be for your neighbor. Just nudge them and say, this is for you. Yeah, that works too. <laughs> That'll work. Um, but we want to we begin at the beginning. And so we're going to start with Sabbath rest and turn and, and the scripture will be on the screen. You can turn your Bibles to Genesis 2, 1 and 2. We're going to start there. This kind of sets the foundation. And so follow along. And again, this morning, the 20 minutes, 30 minutes of our time with a one-way speaking voice, folks, this is just opening a conversation. This is not the end. We want you to take the conversation and let the Holy Spirit continue to bring things to your thoughts tomorrow and Wednesday and Friday by yourself in groups of, with your family or in groups where you are. Genesis, thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. 
But the seventh day, God had finished the work of he was doing. And so on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. I'm going to read verse 3 as well. And God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it, he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. Pray with me, will you? God, I just invite your Holy Spirit in the moments ahead. Uh, we, we are all inundated in a fast-paced world. Some of us may be fatigued just getting here to worship on time or getting here today. God, I pray we can relax and hear from your Holy Spirit in the moments ahead. Tap us, God, at the heart, at the place in our hearts. May our hearts be pliable to that. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, Sabbath rest, by definition, is, uh, is to stop or to cease in what we're doing, to take a stop. Yeah. Um, the theological meaning is rooted in God's rest that followed the six days of creation in Genesis. Sabbath rest would be the weekly, weekly rhythm of rest and work. Rest and work. Um, the first Sabbath didn't take place because God was tired. Because in Isaiah we read that God doesn't get tired. It wasn't for that at all. God set apart the seventh day for us to rest. Uh, because he had, and he had finished everything. God saw everything that he had made. And behold, he said it was very good. He saw that for human flourishing, for all of us to really thrive and do well in life, that the rhythm of rest and work were really going to be important for all of us. It was God who created time and established the rotation of the, of the planets uh, around the sun. He also marked out the seven-day week and set one day aside for himself. And Every living thing is created uh, uh, to take a day at a time, except for us who are created in God's image with creatures. We're creatures of choice. And sometimes, and maybe you're thinking already, well, Howard, I'm thinking about what happened last week, and I'm thinking about tomorrow and Tuesday and Thursday already. We rush at a frantic pace in our world, nonstop, always planning the rest thing, the next thing, never seen, see, seeming that that thing fulfills fully what God's best is for us. One writer has said that most people in our world are being crucified between two thieves. On your right, the regrets of yesterday. On your left, the worries of tomorrow. And it makes it hard to enjoy today. Makes it hard to enjoy today. As a young boy, though, I grew up in a family in southern Indiana where we, we, we rested on the Sabbath. We were a farm family. There was things we would do on Saturday that, so we would have minimum things to do on a dairy farm. Uh, we would go to church as a family. And those days, it seemed like we were invited more often to people's homes and we had people in our homes. And it was a time of reconnecting with the community of faith. It was a time of, it was a time of relaxation. I also realized that as I grew up, um, there were boundaries in the Sabbath that maybe I didn't always think were appropriate and sometimes maybe even colored outside of those. But I agree with the importance of rest. Certainly. God created many wonderful things during the six days of creation. But the climax of creation week was God's rest after God's work. Maybe new to us. As we will see, God created 
our work as well as our rest to be sacred. In our world today, though, to set 30 minutes, it's wasting time. And time is money. And time is to be used up. It's, what are we going to do with yeah, shortcuts or try to find ways to... We're, we're finding ways to cut times. Our glowing rectangles help you cut time, doesn't it? Yeah. Maybe. 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 We're not sure about that. Augustine was correct when he wrote, You, O God, have made us for yourself, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. Our hearts are restless in this nonstop, fast-paced whir of the world until we find our first rest in God through Jesus, for sure. Well, you might say, well, Howard, how do you define rest? I said, it's a great question. And today, for our time today, I talk about it personally. Rest is self-care. Rest is self-care. Our time, uh, we can get so busy, we lose track of the need for self-care on four levels. Physically, spiritually, emotionally, and relationally. Does your body talk to you when you go too hard? It breaks down? Sickness? It's like... Wow, I get sick, I get the sore throat, I get a cough, I can't sleep, I this, I that. My body talks to me sometimes when I'm too fatigued physically. What about spiritually? What about spiritually? What are the indicators for you that your spiritual life is not being filled, but you're at a place of just sustaining or maybe draining? What, is, what are those indicators? What are the indicators in our relationships when we're just fatigued? I just can't go to that group today because I just can't handle it. Yeah, because I can't handle just the conversations. Those might be key things for us to be aware of, our bodies talking to us, for sure. Um, How does it look for you? How do you take care of yourself? when we think of those four areas of life. Well, we want to go to a text in Exodus chapter 8, but from Genesis to Exodus, there's a lot of storyline there in God's people. And God's people, we know in the very next chapter, in Genesis chapter 3, they sinned, and that turned the world upside down and got us to where we are today in some ways. But in the midst of that, we know there's a flood. In the midst of that, God calls Abraham and creates a family called the people of God, called the children of Israel. And um, they were in Egypt and were taken by slaves into slavery there for hundreds of years. And hundreds of years in a godless community who never rested. I believe there's significance in Exodus 3 when... God is looking in, listening to what world's, what's going on. And he comes down and grabs Moses on the mountainside and said, Moses, I have heard the cries of my people. And I have come down. And I am sending you to bring them out. They've had hundreds of years of no rest. Just slave drivers beating them. So they, God delivers them out of Egypt. Moses is the leader of that. And they go out to a mountain where Moses goes up on that mountain uh, and pick up, picks up some tablets. They weren't tums. What were they tablets of? Stone? What was on them? 
the ten observations? The ten commandments, yes. And so, as we read this first verse, keep in mind that God's people have been like hundreds of years with not much rest, just being beat. They were beat down people. And listen to how this is commandment number four. All right? Remember. First word. Remember. The Sabbath day and keep it holy. Six days you'll labor and do your work. The seventh day is the Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work. Neither you, your, your sons or your daughters, your manservants or maidservants, nor the animals, nor the foreigners or aliens within your gates. For in the six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that's in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Sabbath. God was coming back, Moses, and getting the Ten Commandments, and number four, remembering. That was a big deal for God's people. And it's, I think it's also a deal for us. Now, we aren't, we aren't driven by slave drivers or... Maybe it's coming at us in a different way. Inundated by just media. Media could be the slave driver of our 21st century. Where if, if we're just continually on that systems, we're just being inundated. More than our mind can ever absorb and process. And we can lose ourselves in the midst of that. Wow. <clears throat> well... By resting on the seventh day, the Jews were promoting their own welfare and that of the welfare of their farm animals, acknowledging the lordship of Jehovah God uh, over time and creation. It's unfortunate that some of the strict Jews, Hasidic Jews and scribes and Pharisees, they added all kinds of little rules and laws along beside the Ten Commandments, especially for the one about Sabbath. There, was, there were all kinds of laws about that. And um, so much so that, and you think, well, that was back in those days. Okay? I have a picture I want to show you. Will you hit the picture? This is a picture in New York City, in Manhattan. Do you see that line? For the strict Hasidic Jews, the priest in New York City have set boundaries. And if some of you look above you, you have a boundary. See that line? Okay. It's a line like that in an 18-mile circle in New York City. And outside of that line, uh, you have to stay and adhere to the strict laws of all the Jewish uh, little laws beyond what God had intended. But if you're inside that line, you have some more freedoms. So you on the front side here, I'm not sure you can walk home. You've already taken too many steps. We may have to do it in a wheelchair for you. But the rest of you behind the wire here, behind the line, you're kind of free to do some things. Isn't that interesting? And we go, well, how off the chart is that? Yeah, what in the world happened out there? And so we can kind of look at that and go, huh, seems over the top. But there's a string line that stretches from Harlan to Houston Street and from the East River to Hudson. There's also a string line in Dallas and in Denver in the strict Jewish community. And inside the line, you can have more freedoms. Outside the line, mm-mm. Isn't that interesting? Um, it's, um, ha- but have you ever wondered? I wonder when I read that. I can make 
I can make a little fun of that, but I'm not going to. Have you ever wondered whether we have done some things in our practices that seem over the top or off the charts or uh, we as a church, as a community of faith, have we overlooked some things or am I being swept into an unsustainable current of a nonstop world? And I'm just going so fast, I don't have time to even stop to even think about it. Diana Butler Bass uh, draws a connection between God's rhythm and ours. And she writes, Our bodies move in the rhythm of work and rest that follows the rhythm originally strummed by God on the waters of creation. I like that visual. As God worked, so shall we. As God rests, so shall we. Working and resting are part of being created in the image of God. For we are, <clears throat> we are created in the image of God, humanity. We were created on day six, right? Day, six. day seven was the day when God, Adam and Eve, and the whole garden ceased its productivity and effort. Everything stopped. Interesting, isn't it? Adam and Eve's first day of existence was a day of rest. Interesting. Adam and Eve's first day on planet Earth, they hadn't produced or worked or done anything. Their first day was a day of rest. Interesting. Huh. They hadn't accomplished anything. Uh, they, what Adam and Eve learned about God's generosity from their first impression of God on that very first day. Their first knowledge of God and the world God had created was that rest was not an afterthought. Rest was first importance for self-care. Rest was not an afterthought by God, but rest was important, first thought, a first thing for self-care. Wow. Interesting. Again, thinking of the time that you spent just listening, doing nothing, outside walking, wherever you can Get in touch with who God is around you. Well, Sabbath rest is for self-care. Sabbath rest is also essential for our restoration. And we'll go to Hebrews 4, 9 to 11. Then there remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from all their work, just as God had done. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will, f- will fall by following their own example of disobedience. The word Sabbath rest is actually one word in the Greek. It was intended to restore. It was to be- rest was, Sabbath rest was, a, was restoration, right? That was God's original intent and it's his intent today, right here and now. The kind of rest that the, the author is describing here is, is different from what the Israelites had experienced in Egypt. And it's, it's different than our vacation time, by the way. It's a regular rhythm of the six and one, or the one and six. The rest, one day of rest, six days of work. It's that kind of rhythm. Are you doing life that you believe it is that rhythm is the best for, for you to flourish as God has created you to live? Are you and I doing it? That rhythm at best. At the pace to flourish in the way God has created you and I. That's a question each of us have to answer and, and grapple with today a little bit, I believe, for sure. 
<clears throat> the rest of, you know, the kind of rest that Jesus is talking about pictures Sabbath rest, not as a legalistic thing that has lines drawn around and has different things you can do or not do. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of things that are kind of put on us from the, from the outside. But it's more of an internal thing. It really is. Do I acknowledge that the very breath that each of us took is a gift from God? And out of that gift that God has given me, life and breath, I want to know more of God. And I need to stop and listen for God to even catch up with me or you sometimes. I believe that God's people in the early church were characterized by the rhythms of rest and work and those rhythms and time together were celebratory times. I think the singing that we just had together is one of those opportunities for our celebration of being together and singing uh, about God's goodness and greatness to us is important. I also think that sometimes we can take rest on a, on a different place. I need rest from some things that are hard for me. What are the things? You know, we can take it that way. Um, <clears throat> What do I need rest from? I talked to somebody in the last few days that told me, he says, well, Howard, I just wish that I, it's really hard for me to not fall back into, if he would say, I'd, he'd say, I need rest from taking God's name in vain. Because he said, I just do that. I just do that. I confess it, but I continue to do it. What is that? Is there something in your life that's like, I'd like to have rest from that. Maybe it's work challenges. Maybe it's relational challenges. Maybe it's, yeah, what is coming in on us that maybe we need rest for? I think the positive side of rest is always and forever will be that you and I have our, be open to the transforming love, grace, forgiveness of God through Jesus and to continue to be transformed in that way. I believe that's our call as God's people. I believe that's our call individually. I believe it's called as a community of faith. <clears throat> I invited the elders to respond to this series a little bit. And one of them wrote this. I believe that um, to be conformed to the character of Jesus, inner rebuilding, one writes, happens only after our outer demolition and the clearing away of clutter, distraction, and negativity. Yeah. What needs to be cleared away for you to really be able to listen, hear, and have a sense of God's presence that God is really with you and I because God really is. Well, work is completed in our rest, I believe. In this text we, we look at, if we look again back at the, at the first two verses at completed and finished, two words, um, in, Genesis, in the Genesis passage, the creation of the heavens and earth, everything in them was completed. Verse 1 of Genesis chapter 2, verse 1. Genesis chapter 2, verse 2. In the seventh day, God finished his work of creation. So God completed and finished his work in the six days. He blessed it, and he blessed the seventh day and declared it holy. God created order. Created order was for rest first then uh, work comes later. This kind of thing is kind of reflected in how we're created. Did you know that? Before, um, before our life in this world began, every one of us spent several months in a womb. 
We were resting and growing, right? Um, before taking any vocation on in our life, we, had a, we have several years to play as children. And before our six days of work, we receive a day of rest. Hmm. Adam and Eve only had God's goodness to celebrate, nothing more. Work hadn't even begun yet for them, no. Sabbath rest teaches us that you and I, that I do not work to please God, nor do you. Rather, we rest because God is already pleased with the work that he's accomplished in you. I want to read that again. I do not work to please God. Rather, I rest because God is already pleased with the work he has done in you and me. Wow. Now, in our, um, in our brilliant culture worldwide, we have always tried to circumvent some things. And we're always trying to cut corners. In, in the 1700s, um, the people in industry in France decided that they wanted to increase human productivity. Uh, so they de-Christianized the calendar, changed the seven-day week to a ten-day week. And new clocks were invented, and they revised the week. The experiment, my friends, however, drastically failed. Suicide went up, absenteeism went up, burnout happened, productivity went down. Why? It turns out that you and I are created to work, not created to work nine days, not at all, and rest one. The seven, the six and one were a created order by God. God knows what's best for us. God actually knows you better than you know yourself. Sabbath rest is one of the two commands that was originally expressed to Adam and Eve. The other one was not to eat of a tree in the garden, of course. It's important for you and I to be reminded that we are created for rest. Genesis said to take Sabbath rest first because God kept the Sabbath and second because God built it into the DNA of creation. He built it in our bodies also. Dietrich Bonhoeffer says this, if we try to go against the grain of God, against God's order, we will end up with splinters. When we try to go against God's created order, we will end up with splinters. You say, well, Howard, you've used a lot of stuff from the creation story, Old Testament. We're in the New Testament. We're in the age of grace. Come on. Does Jesus have anything to say about rest? Great question. It's a great question. Um, So let's talk about Jesus and rest. All right? Um, We want to look at a passage from Mark, and I want to set that up a little bit with some context. Jesus had 12 disciples. He's preparing to take on his ministry and mission, just like we are today in the 21st century. We're it, by the way. They were it. And so they're students in training, and he sends them out by two. And then at a prearranged time, they come back, and they're going to report back what they've experienced, okay? And so, um, uh, reading from Mark chapter 6, verse 30 to 32. The apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all that they had done and taught. And because so many people were coming and going, they couldn't even, they didn't have a chance to eat. Jesus said to them, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. You have to know that these Disciples were excited. 
they'd been able to preach the good news of Jesus' love and forgiveness and grace and joy and peace. And people were responding. They prayed for healing for people and the miraculous things had happened. And, uh, and so Jesus said, well, we need to get away. Let's go to a quiet place. Jesus was well aware, you all, that the pace at what they were going at things would not sustain them. And so he put them, he, he took them to a quiet place to help them be given the rhythm of engagement, disengagement. We have several places in the New Testament where Jesus got up in the morning to get away, to be with the Father. So Jesus gives us great examples. He knew the disciples were tired from the trip, but had a lot of things to talk about. But he knew that if they were going to be effective lifelong, in the long term, they would need rest and renewal. As if it's a new discovery, it's not. And in in our current culture today, sports psychologists and motivational experts preach that the, the wisdom of hard work and adequate rest. You cannot be the best in a sports team. You will not perform the best if you haven't had adequate rest. No, we know that. Um, but here's an interesting thing that happened in 1974. Clear on the other side of the globe, uh, out there in space, an 84-day mission uh, aboard the Skylab space station. Colonel William Prague requested a day of rest from mission control. We have been working so hard, we are absolutely exhausted. Could we have a day of rest? And mission control said, no. And guess what happened? Well, they disobeyed the crew. uh, They disobeyed and took took a, a Sabbath in space. And today, NASA's policy has written in it regular schedules of rest in every space voyage. So one might say that the idea of rest isn't just rocket science. Now, it's supposed to be funny. It's not. Yeah. So what about you and I? What about us? Jesus came to offer creation God's shalom. He came on earth to help put us back together as God intended it in the garden. To be at peace with God, to be at peace with ourselves, to be at peace with each other and to be at peace with creation. But he did that with regular routines of rest and engagement. There was a time in my life in ministry here... um, I'm wired to go fast and go hard. Uh, And 12-hour days became the norm for me in a stretch of time. And uh, one of my accountability team members began to see it and notice it. First, they would ask, how are you doing, Howard? I'd say, oh, fine. They would say, but you're more critical than you normally are. You don't have shining eyes. I had to own that, you all. I had to own that. And maybe, just maybe, some of you are running at a pace that you know and God knows is not sustainable. How can we together walk together to do life in a sustainable way 
that honors God and honors ourselves and honors the people around us. Folks, that is the goal for all of us. Wow. Um, Thomas Williams, in the book that Augustine wrote, Free Choice of the Will, he writes about uh, that uh, taking a Sabbath rest is like gravity. Gravity is. And he would say, Sabbath rest is. We can go so long without taking appropriate rest, but we will come down. We'll come down physically, and we'll come down spiritually, and we'll come down emotionally and relationally. And so I want to offer a couple questions as we finish our time together. Three questions of reflections. You can do it over lunch. You can reflect on your own. In a group you're in, in your families. Uh, Again, this is opening up the conversation. You all... I'd love to hear thoughts about what you heard today and how you, how you are, are wrestling with this whole idea of uh, <clears throat> rest in a nonstop world. So question number one is, uh, why, did, um, why did God design Adam and Eve's first day to be a day of rest? Why? Yeah. I think he wanted them to see first. And the most important thing was rest, not work. Secondly, second question. What does Sabbath rest indicate about God's intent for humanity? What does Sabbath rest indicate for you and I? If it was important in God's creation, we're a part of God's creation. In this 21st century, is it not important to us? Shake your head, yes. No. Okay. (laughs) The last one gets more personal, maybe. Do you and I allow Sabbath rest to slow us down? Shift our attention and refocus. Do you and are you finding ways to do that? To go for a walk. Maybe it's by yourself. I sing the best in my motorcycle helmet. It's awesome. Uh, I like to run and, and I find rest in that. Because I can connect out in nature. And I can, I can be open to kind of hear where God is. Where is that for you and I? God wants us to thrive. He wants us to flourish. And if we're going to be the people of God in the community, in families, and in neighborhoods, and in communities where we live, how can we demonstrate the rhythms of rest and work, engagement and disengagement, so that we can go the distance with joy. God, thank you for this time together. Thank you for your words uh, that are ancient words, but ever true. I pray that opening up this conversation this morning, God, will be just an opening for each of us to process that in our own life. In Jesus' name, amen.